0: Hello and welcome to the show. Now a good technical specification will detail precisely what is required from the equipment to the cables connecting it all up. Many specifications will give particular manufacturers and model numbers but the challenge comes when specifications are not aligned with common practice and safety standards.
1: Yep and that's the subject of today's show and we're delighted to welcome Chris Meaton from Argosy onto to the show. Welcome Chris, good to see
2: you. Uh, good to see you too. So Chris welcome we're here headed-
1: to it's yeah, it's great to have you again. Uh, now we're here to talk today about cable specification in tenders and the challenges these can present both to customers and the vendor. So give us your vast experience. What are these challenges?
2: Well, I think it's, it's going to become more of a challenge because we're seeing obviously some of these uh, media giants become bigger and bigger and bigger and their global footprint is spreading across the world. So It's only natural that they want to see some sort of standardization on equipment and the infrastructure that joins that together. So the job for somebody like Argosy or one of our competitors is to make sure we've got the right product, the appropriate product in stock at the right price, but available uh, on a short lead time to meet up with the project timelines.
0: We've seen this thing called CPR certified. What What is a cable that is CPR certified?
2: Well, CPR is a piece of EU legislation which came in in 2017. And it's a great piece of legislation, really, because it's there to provide fire safety standards. If you think way back to events like the King's Crossfire in the 80s, that moved mm-hmm. fire state, uh, safety standards on to one extent where we started to see low smoke, um, jackets on cables. This is really the next okay. evolution of that. And it's looking at not only the toxicity of the cables, but the smoke that they provide and the droplets. Mm. So it's it's a very, very good standard. But what it means is that companies who bring products into the EU have to meet those standards, and although we've left the EU as a UK, the the EU rules book has been written into UK law, so we still have to meet that standard. Um, As a distributor, it's great because what it means is you cannot hide behind you know, I bought this in. I thought it was it was certified as a distributor. Now, under the regulations, you are classed as the manufacturer. If you're bringing this cable in to you, into the UK or into Europe, you have to reach yes. that certification. So the cable will have to have gone through test processes. You'll have to produce um, a certificate called a declaration of performance to say, yes, this product is certified and meets that European stringent standard.
1: Right. So I guess that opens up the question then, Chris, when someone sends you a tender, which specifies cables that aren't CPR certified, what what do you do?
2: Well, it's, it's a real challenge, of course. You know, we have a responsibility not only to meet the law, but also the spirit of the legislation. Um, the standard has, it basically goes from class A to class F, A being the highest standard, F being the lowest standard. So we will try and work with the customer to say, look, The building regulation says it should be this standard. Um, This cable doesn't meet it. There are alternatives. I mean, in one case, that conversation is easier if you know the customer and you've got a trusted relationship with them. If it's the first time you're dealing with someone, if it's someone maybe from the, the Far East or the North America, they may think you're, of course, just trying to sell what you've got on the shelf, which isn't the case. We have a responsibility to meet that standard. It's there to protect people in public buildings. It's there to protect firefighters. When we look at things like Grenfell and, and dreadful events like that, this thing is going to become more and more important.
0: And I guess uh, one of the questions here is: d- Does look, Argosy sells cable all around the globe? Um, and, and do these do these specs vary around the world? I mean, how do you make sure that all the different customers in the different regions are getting the right cable? And or do you just supply them with the best cable, full stop?
2: So they are. All- Yeah, there are regional variations. I mean, in North America, for example, they have plenum rated cables, which is a standard which looks at um, cable within risers, within um, artificial ceilings and stuff like that. We don't have that legislation over here. But there are similar sort of legislation and regulation, which we all try and adhere to. I mean, what we do as a company is try and work with renowned companies like Belden and and Dracom and people who've really got a handle on this. So that we, you know, we we have a full declaration from them that it meets the standard, and on our own products that they produce for us in our name, that we've gone through that rigorous testing process, and we can we can prove that with um, certification in terms of declaration of performance. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Does technology like this evolve quickly? Is it so? You know, from your partners, from 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 Belden and and, and Draco, et etc. Do do yeah? Does does cable technology move quickly? Um, you know do we, do we keep an eye, do we need to keep an eye out for all the you know next the, the next development if you like yeah, if you think
2: of something like four k uhd um those cable companies they're looking like like the equipment manufacturers they're looking to make sure that their products are, su- are suitable for that application so you, when four k came along and started to grow and we sort of just started to, start to see that growth a couple of years mm. ago, you started to see the cable companies respond bringing out twelve g cables now the problem is that those cables aren't readily available straight away they're not necessarily manufactured with the low smoke jacket they hadn't gone through the cpr testing procedure and of course yeah. because they're not readily available we're not buying them in large quantities so therefore in terms of economies of scale the product product is not competitive uh, price-wise compared to a product that's a more commonly available so it makes it right. very difficult for a customer who's maybe reading about somebody's changes and saying, oh, this looks like the new cable. I'm going to go for X, Y, Z. But the fact is, you know, you're not going to be able to meet the lead times of, the, of the, the project because it's not available. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't meet the CPR. There's not time to get it tested. Um, and of course, you've got then the extra problem of making sure you've got the connectors and the tooling and all those other accessories, um, you know, are available as well. Otherwise, you know, they're just wasting their money.
1: And are you finding that, um most of the people using this cpr cable are new installs or are you finding people that have a you know a long established installer are actually replacing their old cable now to become to be you know better protected
2: no it tends to be when people are putting new cables in place um they're not tending to go back and, and retrospectively you know change the cable the infrastructure but we've worked with a couple of really sort of important projects over the last few years, one of them being um, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, where they specify the absolute highest standard on fire safety in terms of the cabling. Um, so, again, that was a real challenge for someone like ourselves who were who working with the manufacturers to make sure we can have that product available in the off-season when the, the installation teams can come in and work and build that stuff. It was it was a bit easy with Tottenham because it was a new stadium. But If that was an upgrade of an existing stadium, you've only got a very short time frame for the installers to get in and do that work especially with all the complications of brexit and um and, and covid and things like mm. that there's all these added complications so you know having a product that's in stock and is available on a short lead time is absolutely key and unfortunately some of the newer products it just takes time for them to, to you know to cycle through and for us to have those products in stock in the, in the right quantities mm. so we recently did a, a very interesting project at elstree or again, they specified a very high sa- uh, safety standard on their cable and we had to get mm. that manufactured in Nuremberg and, and particular had to make sure the production was running at a particular time. We had lorries ready to bring it overnight. Uh, they shut the site down on a Saturday for us to get the cable in because they had one day to get it installed. Um, you know, And that's the sort of deadline that the installers are working against.
0: So having said all of that, we've got IBC round the corner. What can people expect to see from you at IBC? You're going to be there, as it were, you know, we're coming along to see you. Yeah, definitely.
2: It's For us, IBC has always been our most important show. We supported it, you know, right from the start. Um, We attended your own show at um, at Salford and uh, at Twickenham, both excellent, thought they were really, really well attended. We just did CABSAT last week with our local team. That went very, very well. For IBC, we're going to be scaling it down. We're going to be in our traditional position in Hall 10, but obviously in terms of return on investment for the show, we'll obviously have less people. We'll have um, a smaller stand, but we'll have new products for people to see. So we'll have new cables. Um, we've got some from a company called Cordial, who would do a really nice range of microphone cables, um, headphone, um, uh, speaker cables, uh, lighting cables. Mm. Plus we have um, a new range of uh, Simpty uh, camera cables called Hyperflex as well as some active devices, which I'm not really allowed to talk about at this point, which should be a a, <laughs> should be a, a good point of topic when we get to IBC. So,
1: I mean, just before we finish off, Chris, I guess you're at the the front end of, of the whole industry, really. I guess when when something new is going on, you're involved in the project and installing it and so on. How, how have the last sort of like 18 months been? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing 2020 might have been a bit of a quieter year. Are you seeing a lot of projects are now are now coming back on on stream
2: they are i mean it was to be fair after q1 2020 it was a bit like people turning off the taps i think um the problem that the installers had is getting to site getting to site safely a lot of companies didn't want third-party people on their premises now each month yeah. that's got a little bit better a little bit better and what we're finding is on the major projects they've got to a point they've got they've just got to get them over the line mm. so teams have gone in and we've seen business really ramping up through 2021. Um, It it varies in different regions. We've seen the Middle East come back quite strongly. There's some places in North Africa which are coming back strongly. Um, The UK has been quite steady for us. Southeast Asia and India, we're just getting some traction back into those territories. The quiet area for us has probably been mainland Europe. And I think that's just because different COVID rates, countries coming back at different times. And probably the Brexit thing hasn't helped on that as well. But um, but generally, it's looking positive.
0: So you mentioned Brexit there. A dodgy conversation, dodgy topic, That, but has it thrown up any more issues? Oh, well, there's another one on the
2: horizon. As of January 2022, um, the CE standard, which we've all known for years, has to be changed yeah. to a UKCA standard. So any cable that is CPR compliant will now have to be certified and stamped as UKCA. And that'll have to be done again through a laboratory and all the rest of it. Now, we're on top of that, yeah. and the major cable suppliers, Belmont's and the Drakas and the like, should be on top of that. So, but again, it's another challenge there. It's another challenge that the, the customer won't be aware of. The end customers, the integrators are going to have to learn about. Um, but companies like Argosy and our competitors, we've been around a long time. We're here to support you, and hopefully, we can get
0: through those challenges. More costs.
1: Yeah. Best of luck with that, Chris. And uh, yeah, thanks very much for coming in. It's good to see you. Do check out everything um, that Argosy offer at argosycable.com where you can find all the information on cables that you will need. Thank you very much to Media Proxy for their continued support, Kit Plus TV. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next time.